this four-day word conference, the Spirit of the Lord will manifest himself in greater dimensions among us. So let us go straight to the word of God. The book of Exodus, chapter number 16, verse number 1 to 18. Shall we hear the word of the Lord? Amen. Amen. I'm reading from Exodus 16, 1 to 18. And they journeyed from Elim. All the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the fifth day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out of into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears you, hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Also Moses said, this shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord hears your complaints, which you may make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses spoke to Aaron, say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked towards the wilderness and behold, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them saying, at twilight you shall eat meat and the morning you shall be filled with bread and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So it was the quails came up at the evening and covered the camp. And in the morning, the dew lay all around the camp. And when the, lay, and, and when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance, as fine as frost on the ground. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, this is the bread which the Lord has given to you to eat. Let every man gather in according to each other's need, one omer for each person. According to the number of persons, let every man take for those who are in his tent. Then children of Israel did so and gathered, some more, some less. So when they measured it by omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to each one's need. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you, um, Minister Patricia, for such a wonderful word. As I told you today, um, we all know that um, we are journeying through the book of Galatians. And um, 
we are reading the book of Galatians. So somebody may be surprised why um, we are now reading um, the book of Exodus. And to some of you who have been following my ministry, um, you are part of this family. You know, I hardly quote, um, I seldom quote the New the Old Testament to preach. And um, today, why is it that I'm preaching or I am giving this instruction to this family? The Bible says that and the people, when they were led as a family from the land of bondage to the promised land, the thing that happened here was that the prophet of God gave them an instruction. So they go, they go hungry. They didn't have nothing to eat at that time. The spirit of the Lord gave them an instruction. And the instruction was that gather according to the need of your family. Gather according to the need of your family. And the Bible says in verse 18 that when they had all gathered, they started measuring. And when they measured, they realized that those who gathered a lot had none. And those who gathered according to the measurement of their family, they had more than enough. So the prophet gave an instruction and they mixed the instruction. This evening, I know very certain that I'll be ministering to some people here as the Lord has sent me. So what is the instruction of the spirit that I'm giving to the family today? The first word here is that self-seeking, that is verse number 18, say that self-seeking leads to poverty. Self-seeking leads to poverty. That is, if you seek for yourself, if you seek for your own good, the Lord says I should tell this family today that we will be poor. And let's listen to the instructions. This is what the law says. Is that some of us should have been millionaires by now, but your motive is self-seeking. Therefore, you are eating and you are celebrating crumbs. They will never make it because like the people of the world, they are chasing crumbs. So the spirit of the Lord wants us to know tonight. The spirit of the Lord wants us to know tonight that the reason why we are struggling, we are suffering is because of self-seeking. So he says, all of them that gathered much, they had none. All of them that gathered much, they had none. But to those who gathered according to their need, he said they had more than enough. What is this family? Is he as a family? I have always said to myself that I will never um, 
how can a young guy come to United Kingdom and he's doing God's work, he's not working, and he's only doing the work of God? Because I just came here and I followed the, the instructions of the Holy Spirit. And this time around, the Lord says to me that don't do church anymore, but do establish a family. Don't do church anymore, but establish a family for me. So the question I want to ask naturally here is that how, how many of us have caught the revelation? How many of us have seen the revelation that this is not a church? And Jesus, Jesus that we know, did not establish a church. He did not establish a religion. Religion, Christian religion is a human construct. Jesus did not establish a church. Jesus did not establish a religion. Get it clear. Jesus did not establish a church. Jesus did not establish a religion. Exactly by eight, I should be done, but I, I know those who are open to the spirit, they will catch it. That is why I stated earlier, you can't be listening to words from this family and you can't be distracted. It, 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 it can't happen. It can't, it can't happen. No. The Lord says I should, I should remind all of us today that ASG is a family, ASG is a community. And even if ASG, somebody asks you that, is ASG a cult? Tell them that ASG is even more than a cult. And in submission lies identity. Last time I stated it, that in your submission, you will see your identity. So somebody might say that I came to listen to a preacher. I came to listen to a prophet. If you came here because of that, you have missed it. If you came to listen to a preacher, if you came to listen to a prophet, you have missed it. A greater than a prophet is speaking to you this evening. Even our flyers that we make my wife makes all the designs for our services. Before I leave my prayer closet, I give her a word that this is what I want to talk about. This is what the Holy Ghost has told me. And listen very well here. When I tell you the Holy Ghost has told me, I'm not talking about intuition. I'm talking about a clear voice, like the way I'm talking to you. So I speak to her. This is what the Holy Ghost has told me. Make a design. However, be led by the Spirit of God to do what I like, what the spirit of God likes. So I instructed that go into prayer and allow the Holy Spirit to show you. So if you have seen all our designs, they are all spiritual. They are all spiritual. And that is why we don't do what the world likes. Those who gathered a lot, they had none. 
But those who guarded little, they had plenty. We are suffering because we are gathering for ourselves. The Lord said they are suffering because they are gathering for themselves. They are not gathering with a good motive, the motive of this family. And I'm coming to speak to some words to some people today. So in the days of the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit came that he, 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 he fell on the church, we also saw the family, all the things they had, they didn't keep it to themselves. It was for the family. All the things they had, they didn't keep it for themselves. They gave it for the family. Ananias and Sapphira came and lied because they were self-seeking people. The Holy Ghost struck them. You can't be part of the family. You can't be part. You can't be part of the family because you are a self-seeking person. Tonight, that sees the Holy Spirit onto the church. And I want to start prophesying to the crypto family. I want to prophesy as I'm led by the Spirit of God. To all of us who are into the crypto family. I know the main boss is here. I want to ask one simple question that. Do you understand the word crypto? Crypto comes from the Greek word secret. Crypto means secret. So I want to ask people who are into the crypto world, how can you easily get something that is secret? That is what the law says I should ask you. The law says I should tell the, the people, the, the, the members in the crypto world, that you are rather chasing crumbs. So instead of you to chase the source, so even if you make millions, even if you make billions out of the cryptocurrency, he says, no, you are still chasing crumbs because it is a secret. Cryptocurrency is a coin. And the first man who operated in that business of coin was Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 27, the Bible says that, and when Jesus needed to pay taxes, he commanded his son um, to go into the sea and is able to bait an, a, a fish. And out of it, he said that you would take a coin out of its mouth, go and use it to pay all our debts. So the Lord says I should speak to the crypto family that you should not chase crumbs. Think about blockchain. So when you enter into the crypto, it's not about I made 100 pounds, I made 1,000 pounds, I made 1 million pounds. That is not the purpose of God for you, for this family. And to the crypto world, 
He says, I should tell you that in him is hidden all the treasures of wisdom, the secrets of the crypto world is in Christ Jesus. And as this family gets to it, so you don't go to it with a mandate of $100. You don't go into crypto with a mandate of, with a mandate of I'm making $1,000. You are going to it with the mandate of a blockchain. And this is the word of the Lord for this family. It's a secret. And the Lord demands you to catch the revelation of the secret. And why are you making wealth? You are making wealth because your wealth is not for you. Your wealth is for the family. So you are not gathering for yourself. Even if you make billions, you are not gathering for yourself. Even if you make trillions, you are not gathering for yourself. To them that have gathered a lot, they had none. But to those who gathered little. So the crypto family that sees the Lord don't chase after the crumbs. Go for the source. That it will be like a pipe. A pipe that is flowing water, you will determine. So a billion is too small for you. Trillion is too small for you. Recently, I was speaking to um, Minister Roger. This is what the Lord says I should minister to you this evening. And we were discussing some few things. And the Lord says, I should say to you today, I saw myself in a revelation, in a revelation, I saw myself in a very huge mansion, a very huge mansion today. And when I saw myself in a huge mansion, I saw that you were meant to enter into that mansion, Minister Roger, this is what the Lord says I should tell you. And in the mansion, Instead of you to enter into that mansion, I saw that you walked out of the mansion and you were now gathering more or less like cleaning around the mansion. I would say something like a rubbish or like a chaff. And this is what the Lord says, I should tell you, Minister Roger. So that is why this morning I sent you a message that as the Lord sent to me that asked him that what he plans to do, is it I God that has instructed him I know you are doing a good job in United Kingdom. I know you are making good money, but the Lord says I should tell you tonight that you are still you are still gathering chaff. The Lord is calling us, so that which you seem that is good to your eyes, the Lord says I should tell you that you are gathering chaff. That He has something greater for you. He has something huge that is more than you can imagine for you. The figures that you gather, that sees the Lord. He says, I should tell you tonight that that is not my purpose for you. That you are gathering only chaff. And he said, come to me and I will show you my place of deeper wealth. I will show you my place of deeper fulfillment. I will show you my, my place of deeper authority. The covenant that you had with God, that sees the Lord unto you. The third prophetic word is Chris. Embadu will be a nation within a nation. The Lord says, I should minister to minister Chris that he will be a nation within a nation. And like an umbrella that no evil, like an umbrella, like no wind will blow. He says, men will come under that umbrella and rest under that umbrella. ASG is a nation and Chris Embadu has bought his place within the nation. 
Wherever you are, Mr. Chris, get, a, get to a place and begin to speak in tongues. That I should tell you today that gather all your seats under one umbrella. Don't let them scatter. Gather all your seats under one umbrella. That says the Lord unto you, Minister Chris. That says the word of the Lord unto you. A nation says that, I, God, I have established you. I, God, I have increased you. And I, God, I have multiplied you. And I have made you a nation within a nation. And that says the Lord unto you. That says the, the voice of the Lord unto Brother Joe. Joseph, I have made you a voice. I had a covenant with you. But because you relied on your own strength, I crushed you. I, Lord, I am bringing you back to my own glory. I am bringing you back to my own glory unto Brother Joe. I am bringing you back to my own glory. That's here the voice of the Lord. Libaro seke le barababa yede le karababa yada la babo seke le baba le balababa le mandala baba ya le barababa ya le bababa ya. Joseph, go back to your old covenant. Go back. That's yes, the Lord. Go back to your old covenant. I made that covenant with you. I made that covenant with you. Even in your tender days, I made that covenant with you. I made that covenant with you. I made that covenant with you. But the wind of the world blew you to the world. But that sees the Lord. I am bringing you back. I made the world teach you. I made the world order you. But now I am bringing you back to my place of glory. I am bringing you back to my place of power. I am bringing you back to my place of authority. I am bringing you back to my place of influence. That sees the Lord unto the ASG community. That's here the Lord, the word of the Lord unto ASE. And this, this is what the Lord says as we speak to ASE right now. He says, as we tell everyone that ASE is the biggest community in the face of the earth. So no one should see ASE as a church. No one should see ASE as a meeting in the United Kingdom. He says that ASE is the biggest community on the face of the earth. ASE will have their own blockchain. I'm talking about a coin. And ASG will have their own social media networks. So a time will come, we will not do our announcements on WhatsApp or Instagram or social media, Facebook anymore. All of these will come out of us. And that's here, the Lord, millions are not enough for the community that I am building. So don't classify ASG as a, as a, as a million ministry or as a, as, a, as a thousand family. No, the Lord said that millions and billions are not enough are not enough because you are feeling the face of the earth. Can you imagine? So if you are feeling the face of the earth, ASG, we are not talking about millions. We are not talking about billions. That says the Lord. Money cannot quantify what I, God, have made for this family. This is the word of the Lord tonight for the whole family. Those that gathered much to the crypto family, to Brother Roger, to Minister Christian Baji, to Brother Joe. The Lord sent me to you all today. And the Lord said that until, so why 
My time is up. How can we become billionaires? He says, I should speak to the family today that I am a billionaire because of ESG. I will be a billionaire. So no more, I want to buy a house for myself. No more, I want to build a house for myself. No more, I want to buy a land for myself. No more. Now it is no more. It is now I am doing it for the family. I am doing this because of the family. I am doing that. The Lord says I should tell everyone today that everyone should change their talks. Everyone should change their language. And if the Lord says that I have built that word in Christian body. I have built it in him. I have built that life in him. I have built that seed in him. And I have bought him a place like Caleb. I have bought him a place. I have bought him a place. And the Lord says, I should speak to everyone tonight by the revelation of the spirit of God. He said that if you gather for yourself, you will fail. You will fail. But you will gather because of this family. As we are failing the face of the earth, you will gather because of this family. And as you gather, that sees the Lord. You will increase and you will multiply. So if you look at our flyer, I've written wealth and I've written glory. He said it can be glorious. So this four days is a glorious seminar. It's a glorious family gathering. It's a glorious family meeting for these four days. But it is, a, it is glorious because our praise and all our glory is no more unto ourselves. To the community in Ghana, we are, this, we are all scattered right now, but we have one heart. We are all scattered right now, but what has scattered us is the world. But in the spirit, we are one family. To the community in Dubai, to the community in Germany, to the community on, on, in all over the world. We are all scattered, but we are one family. We are not a church. That's yes, the Lord. I came, to, I came to emphasize on it today by the revelation of the spirit that we are not a church. We are not a church. We are not an organization. We are a huge family that is filling the face of the earth that we will no more end up gathering the world. We will no, no more end, end, end up gathering the things of the world, but we will end up gathering the things of the spirit. The Lord bless you so much as you are built in the spirit concerning the family. So to the crypto family, go, and, go in search of the secret and the secret is a blockchain. The Lord bless you today. I want to pray with you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray for this wonderful family. That in the, by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, that they will increase continually, Lord, in your revelations and in your power for this family. That we will fail the face of the earth. I tell you it's going to happen in the United Kingdom very soon. That it will, it will all over be in the news that a community of people have bought acres of land and that word will come from ASD. Don't forget it, write it down. It's mm. going to happen very soon. That a community of people, that will be in the news, that a community of people have bought acres of land. Mm. They would try everything to stop it, but they couldn't stop it. It is going to be all over in the news that a community of people, and when we talk about a plot of land in the United Kingdom, we are talking about millions of pounds, but a community of people because our source of wealth will not come from normal things. Our source of wealth, we know where our source of wealth comes from, the bank of heaven. That is our source of wealth. My time is up, so I don't want to waste much of your time. I love yours. The book of Galatians chapter four, verse one to 11. Amen. Amen.
I'm reading from the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. But now to continue, the son who will receive his father's property is treated just like a slave while he is young, even though he really owns everything. While he's young, there are men who take care of him and manage his affairs until the time set by his father. In the same way, we too were slaves of the ruling spirits of the universe before we reached spiritual maturity. But when the right time finally came, God sent his own son. He came as the son of a human mother and lived under the Jewish law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might become God's sons and daughters. To show that you are his sons and daughters, God sent his, the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who cries out, Father, my father. So then you are no longer a slave, but a son or daughter. And since that is what you are, God will give you all that he has for his heirs. In the past, you did not know God, so you were slaves of being who are not gods. But now that you know God, or I should say, now that God knows you, how is it that you want to turn back to those weak and pitiful ruling spirits? Why do you want to become their slaves all over again? You pay special attention to certain days, months, seasons, and years. I am worried about you. Can it be that all my work of you, for you, has been for nothing? Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you. We bless the Lord for um, such a word. And um, the whole of our journey in the month of um, April, we have been dealing with um, the whole book of Galatians. And um, the whole um, book of Galatians is about um, our justification in Christ through faith. Um, the justification of the righteous in Christ through faith. That is, in Christ Jesus, you are made righteous. In Christ Jesus, you are not righteous because of your good deeds. In Christ Jesus, you are not righteous because of morality or moral codes. So we have known from the Bible that who is the righteous? The one that believes in Christ Jesus, he is the righteous. So we have also, we got to know the, the, the history behind um, the book of Galatians is that during the days of Apostle Paul, he had labored over, he has spent all his life, he was a Jew. He has spent all his life in Galatia. And I spoke to you that Galatia is present day Turkey. He has spent all his life there. And this is what happens to him. And he has made them know, preached among them, taught them, persuaded them that in Christ Jesus, that is who becomes the righteous or who becomes a great person before God, the person that accepts Jesus as a Lord and personal savior. Then, when Apostle Paul returns, some other preachers also come to him, come to Galatia. That is, some Jewish preachers also come to Galatia and tell them that um, what Apostle Paul made you know was not enough. You need to also um, obey the laws of Moses. You need to also obey the things of the Jews. That is Judaism. So all of them, their minds were now being tossed to that area. And Apostle Paul writes to them that what you are doing is not is wrong. That um, who bewitched you that is so manipulated you. So Apostle Paul has made them know that they are now righteous in Christ. And this evening, 
as we are going on, because as I made you know that, um, I've also made you know that when we take the Bible, the Bible was not written in chapters and verses. Um, it, it, it was during a certain time that they divided um, the Bible or they, they, they um, made the Bible into chapters and verses for the sake of referencing. Now, we see that Apostle Paul is from chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, he is still speaking to them about their nature in Christ. So right now, as you are here, what is your nature in Christ Jesus? What is your identity in Christ Jesus? Let me say this to you, that if you don't know who you are, sometimes it affects who, where you are going and it also affects some of your decisions. So Apostle Paul lets them know who they are in Christ Jesus, that they are the righteousness of God. They are, under, they, 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 are, they are far above every curse. They are far above every failure. They are far above the things of the world. They are far above the curse even of this world. So that is what Apostle Paul tells them that Christ Jesus has bought you all as we are here today. Christ Jesus has bought us all with a price that our righteousness in Christ Jesus is not as a result of a good thing we do or we did or something that Maybe I am righteous because I've always been donating to the homeless. That does not make you righteous. To be made righteous means that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. So there is no attachment to it. There is no condition. So that is what I want all of us to know this evening. Then Apostle Paul goes ahead to say that to us, this is our responsibility. He says that now... I say that the earth, that is chapter four. He says that now I say that the earth, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from the slave, though he is the master of all. Now, what, why did Apostle Paul use the word heir? According to the Jews, this time around, Apostle Paul bridges two things here. That is, um, he looks at the master, the, uh, a child that is a Jewish, and also a child that is um, in the Grecian world or present-day Greece. This is what it means that, let me talk about the Jew first, then I'll come to the Grecian world. All of you have known from the Bible, I don't know if anybody has ever known, that the very moment um, Elisha was about to, um, Elijah was about to go, Elisha makes a, um, asks his master, that is his master asking that, tell me what you need and I will do it for you. And Elisha tells his master that I need a double portion of your anointing. I know um, Pentecostals, we like that, um, that word, a double portion of your anointing. And why did Elisha needed um, the double portion of the anointing of Elijah? The reason is that among the Jews, if a father is about to die, or if a father is about to leave, it is by law that he is meant to give unto his son everything that he has made. He needs to double it, or he needs to multiply it and give it back to the son before he leaves. That is when he leaves, so that the son will take care of the mother and the siblings. Then the son will also have some wealth unto himself. So every father has gotten a responsibility to give unto the son, and that is the firstborn, a double portion of whatever 
um, wealth that he has made. So that is the reason why Elisha asked Elijah that I need a double portion of your anointing. You need to ask yourself, why did he not say, I need a triple portion or I need maybe in a quadruple, quadruple fold of your grace or your anointing. But he said, I need only a double portion. The reason is that firstborns are being given or are, are being bequeathed unto them a double fold of a father's wealth or a double fold of a father's property. That is firstborns always share equally the wealth of a dad. Now, Apostle Paul says in chapter four that the very moment you become a Christian, you are now known as the firstborn of God. I want you to get the revelation very well. The very moment you become a Christian, you are now made the firstborn. You are not the secondborn. You are not anyhow. You are the firstborn of God. And when we talk about the firstborn here, in this place, we are looking at bequeathing of wealth. We are looking at um, the, the, the law of succession. We are looking at the law of inheritance. That is, what is your inheritance as a Christian? Number one, legally, the Christian is the firstborn of God. Understand it very well. If you give birth to a firstborn, you will understand it very well. The firstborn child, not a joke. And sometimes a firstborn has gotten a lot of responsibilities. Even in a family, a firstborn is given a certain position. A firstborn is treated differently than others because they put in the mind of the firstborn that you are going to lead the family. So that is why Apostle Paul said that whoever is a Christian is an heir. That is the one that is meant to take the father's wealth or the one that is meant to take the father's property when the father is no more or the appointed child. So in the, in the royal hood or in, 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 in the place of kinship or monarchy, the heir is the one that if the father passes away or the owner or the prince or the, or the queen or the king passes away, he will take over, known as the heir. That is the appointed child. So the Christian is known as the appointed child. And how did our, how did our appointment came? We became appointed with God through Jesus Christ. So the Bible says that we are joint heirs with Christ. So the very moment people go around say, Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the only begotten son of God. Now the believer, the righteous, you and me, we are also known as the only begotten, only begotten son of God. Understand it very well. So the position that Jesus now has, Jesus is not there alone. Jesus is there with the righteous, with you and me. So that is your position right now. You are not a normal person. You are not a natural person. You are not a nobody. You have attained a status. You have attained a status in God. So you are not an, an ordinary person, even sometimes physically. I know. I mean, when we even get a British passport, we, we, we behave in a certain kind of way. So God is speaking to you this morning about your status in God or your status in him. You are not a normal person. You have a status. Now, Apostle Paul said that. So now this is our responsibility. He said that the earth, so long as he remains a child, and when we talk about Nepios, Nepios means an immature youth. So he said that the heir, as long as he continues to be a child, does not differ at all from 
a slave, though he is a master of all. So the immature youth, who is an immature youth? A young, a young guy at the age of eight, at the age of 22, at the age of 24, and still doesn't know what to do in life. At the age of 25 and still, uh, maybe I may offend some of us here, forgive me for that. Maybe at the age of 25 and still going to, mommy, <laughs> have you cooked for me? I mean, sometimes I mean, at the age of 25 and it's like, you don't, you don't know where you are going in life and you are being tossed up and down. Apostle Paul describes you as an appeals. That is, you are tossed up and down. A young lady at the age of 26, 27, that doesn't know the next move. You are known as an appeals, a young, immature youth. So Apostle Paul said that. So those of us who are from Africa, we get to a certain stage and mothers go like, you got to grow. You got to grow up. You got to grow up. When are you leaving home? So he said that an appeals, as long as he continues to be a child, does not differ from a slave. That is, the very moment you, you forget your status in God, you do not differ. He's saying that he doesn't differ from a slave. So we are looking at a royal and we are looking at a slave. That is, the Christian is a royal in God. And we are looking at the nature of a slave. He's saying that he is put under, he is put under a master. And when he is put under a master, that is, as long as he continues to be a slave, he's saying that, but he's put under a master and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, we, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. So verse chapter four, verse two says that you are righteous in God. You have your status in God. But if you still continue to be in that state that you are still under bondage, is saying that you would be under guardians. And what, what, what was Apostle Paul talking about here? He said that they will be under guardians. The Greek word that was used there was um, oikonomos. And oikonomos simply means that one who has charge over you or a petropos. A petropos means a guardian. So two words that was used there, oikonomos and a petropos. That is a, 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 a guardian over you and also a trustee over your life. So he's saying that even so, when we were children, that is when we were in appeals, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. And the peers will be kept under the elements of the world. That is, you will be kept under, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be moved, you'll be controlled by uh, autonomous and epitropos. That is trustees and guardians. And what are the trustees and guardians of this world? The trustees and guardians of this world is that life will teach you lessons. So God wants you to know today that Christianity, let me say this here, that Christianity is not the number of years you go to church. If you don't transform, you are not growing. There are people, they say that um, I have been in church for over 20 years and I have not seen anything. The reason is that you ask yourself, have you transformed? What is your level of transformation? So who is an appeals? Number one, an appeals is someone who is having a swinging faith. So sometimes as believers, we allow life to teach us lessons more than our position, our status in Christ Jesus. And appeal swings. For example, if you come to ASG, we tell you you are not under failure. We come to ASG, we make you know you join this family, we make you know you are not under curse. You are not under demon. No demon can fight your life. So even if anything, any funny thing happens to you, it doesn't change your confessions. And appeals is someone that is led by emotions more than the word of God. 
They are known as an appeals. It's known as a lukewarm. The Lord will spill you out. And then the curse of the world is that who is an appeals that is puts pressure on himself? That, oh, my friends are going. My, oh, my friends are making it. I'm also not making it. And it's like there is a pressure. The Bible says that they are known as an appeals because they have forgotten their status in Christ, that all provisions are given unto me by God. Blessed be the Lord who has blessed us with all blessings in spiritual places. He said that, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under the law to redeem us who were under the law. I want to run to chapter verse eight because of time. He said that, but then indeed, you did not know, so who is in the appeals again? He said, but then indeed, you did not know. You serve those which by nature are not gods. That is, we serve things which are nature are not gods. And this is what in the morning when I was meditating on, on our scripture for today, this is what the spirit of the Lord spoke to me. So this family, I want to say this, and don't forget it, that until the black community, until the African race, we erase with energy, I'm talking about zeal, we erase superstition and myth, we can never develop. Yes, if this family can take United Kingdom by surprise, if this family can take the world by surprise, until we, we move from a place of superstition and myths, we can never, so the problem of the black race, the African, because I've been, I was born and raised in Africa, the problem of the African race and the, and the black world is only about superstition and myths. And until we, we transform ourselves from, from myths, from, from, from superstition, we can never move to the dimension that God has made for us. And tonight, that is what I'm here to tell you that if we continue to be an appeals, we will be controlled by the wind. An appeals gets something in the news and an appeals takes it that that is true. An appeals hears something in the news. How can you tell me that I'm an African, I'm from Ghana. I mean, you are telling me that I should go to Jordan River to go and bath or whatever. And there is a river in my village. You are telling me the river is Mami water. You are not serious. That is what I'm talking about. If I can, I can go to River, and you can see some Christian paying $2,000 to go to River Jordan. It's an excursion site. I don't need to go to Jordan for what? Bible says that God is a spirit, and they that worship him as worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus said it when she met the woman of Samaria. He said, there is no need for you to go to anywhere to worship. She worship in your own house. God is there. So you can't tell me now that I should go to Jordan River to go and baptize. I mean, let me be very formal. So I came to let you know this evening that if the black race, this family, if we continue to be in appeals, thinking that somebody is a witchcraft somewhere, thinking that somebody is a demon somewhere that wants to kill you. So when we take the world, let me take you to the world a bit. When we take the world, let's look at the, to some of us who are in diaspora, let's look at the lives of, of, um, of, uh, um, the lives of um, Elon Musk. Let's look at the lives of Bill Gates. Let's look at their mindset. 
Sometimes we need to learn from them as well. Let's look at their mindsets. They have a different mindset altogether. We can have a, 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 a black Christian. My time is up, give me two minutes. We can have a black Christian who say that I go under the water to go and search for um, resources under the water. We will say that, oh, <laughs> Mama will tell you there, so I don't want to go there. So until we move from the world of Nepios, we move from the world of Nepios. There are some Christians that they, they are even afraid of making trillions or the notion that um, I don't want to be more rich so that I will say that God is not there. But you know that Christ is in you. If you make wealth, you will solve the needs of humanity. You will not leave the house of God. You know that. So I came to tell you today that I want every one of you here to understand, number one, your status in Christ Jesus, that you would never be under any bondage. I want to repeat this, that you will not be under any bondage. We are not under any bondage. So if we are in the United Kingdom that we take pictures on Facebook and we show to Africa, some people made this nation. It was not made in a day. Some people made this nation for us. So can we also not do it? The mindset. So long as we continue to be a child, so long as we continue to be an appeals, our life will be swinging. But who is the matured in Christ Jesus? That one that makes the decision that I know who I am in Christ Jesus. That nobody will come from anywhere and tell you a word and say some certain things to you and shake their body and think that they are powerful. You are moved by that. No, know who you are in Christ Jesus. So that is what Apostle Paul tells us today. Be clear right now. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. As I'm closing my message for today, declare to yourself right now, I know who I am in Christ Jesus until the African race and the black community, we break superstition. We break it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, our development will never, will never be solved by Obama. That is why everybody is blaming Obama. Everybody is blaming their president. Until we break superstition. Until we break superstition, the Lord bless us tonight as we are growing in the knowledge and in the power of God. Because if you begin to think outside the box, then you ask yourself that some things are not important. A demon, a witchcraft, a, a mommy water or mommy demon, you can see that they are all not important. That our life will be a life that is helping our, our, our generation in the power and in the minds of God. The Lord bless you tonight as we are all increasing in the knowledge and in the power of God. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I have declared your word to your people, I declare in the name of Jesus that they will increase all the days of their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. The book of Galatians chapter number five, verse number one, all the way to 21. Shall we humbly hear the word of the Lord? Amen. Amen. I'm reading from the book of Galatians chapter five from one to 21. 
Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is adepter to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You, you who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This, pers this persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, who do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. For if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do these things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, for fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the past time, in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Amen. Praise the Lord. We bless the Lord for such a glorious word. And um, to all of us, we know for sure that we have been, the whole of uh, this week, we have been reading, um, or the whole of this month, we are journeying through um, the, the epistle, Paul's epistle to the church in Galatia. And when we talk about Galatia, as I told you earlier, that Galatia is um, present-day Turkey. That is, um, Galatia was um, the southern part because in Galatia, um, that is present-day Turkey. We had um, cities like um, um, Antioch, um, um, Phrygia, all these areas where um, I think the common one that we know is Antioch. And um, I think, yes, amongst us, we know of Antioch because of some of the um, uh, experiences people had there. But one of the things I want to say here is that um, the, the early church had a lot of impact 
in um, present-day um, Turkey. The same thing was like Northern Africa, which happens to be um, Egypt. Egypt was also a strong Christian um, nation, but um, due to, as I always say, the battles in the church, the confusions in the church, and that is why um, Islam has not taken over. Um, these men fought um, hard or the apostolic movement was very strong at that time in these areas, but um, notwithstanding, um, uh, we lost it. And as I always say, that is the same way um, the, 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 the modern church, if we don't um, enlighten ourselves with some certain things, we would still lose um, the, 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 the power that they, Christ was meant um, for us to have in the, in the churches. So that is why we are here, that you would not take your Christian life for granted. So that is why Apostle Paul said that. So last, yesterday, we spoke about Nepios, and I made you know that the Nepios um, is um, a young man child. I think that might be the right word. That might be the right word, a young man child. And, and Nepios in Christ, is always swinging from left to right. What is about to happen? Um, today, the Nepios has faith. Tomorrow, um, Nepios loses faith. So when we talk about Nepios, the picture I want to also create on your mind's eye is um, somebody who is grown in body, but mentally is like a child. So when we talk about someone who is grown in body and mentally is like a child, it's, one, it's like somebody that is saying that, oh, I have been in church for 20 years. So what are your fruits? What are your fruits? Oh, I have been in church for 150 years. What are your fruits? So that is what Apostle Paul talks about in the Pius. He says that for a Nepius, so long as he continues to be a child, what happens to a Nepius? He is always under guardians and trustees. That is Economos and Epitropos. They control his life. And when we talk about Oconomos and Epitropos, figuratively, Apostle Paul was trying to talk about anyone who is an appeals in Christ is, is always swung by the systems of this world. So that is where you need to understand that the Christian is someone who is in Christ. He is in this world, but he is not of this world. So that is your nature. You don't make decisions based on your mind. You make decisions based on your spirit. Now, Apostle Paul said that now that we have known of our, I think uh, earlier this morning, I spoke about we being the heir of Christ. Now that we have known that we are of Christ, Apostle Paul says, I should tell you this morning that you have liberty. I'm very certain that all of us, we understand our liberty in Christ. So you have liberty, every form of bondage, every form of entanglement, every form of manipulation. Apostle Paul says, or the word of God says, I should tell you this evening that you have your liberty. Maybe you can put in the chat box, liberty, freedom. I have my liberty. Oh, I celebrate my freedom. I celebrate my liberty in Christ. I celebrate my liberty. I celebrate my freedom. I celebrate my liberty, mental liberty, every form of liberty. You can put it in the chat box. I celebrate my liberty. I celebrate my freedom. So I want you to know this evening that you have your liberty and your liberty is in Christ. So you are now delivered. Your soteria is that. Your salvation is that. You are now delivered from every form of bondage, no matter how it is. Every form of bondage. So if you are here, 
Nobody should come and tell you that uh, your, 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 somebody is fighting your life. Nobody should come and tell you all form of liberty, you have it. You have your liberty in Christ and nobody should come and dream any dream to you that you accept it. No, you have your liberty in Christ. And Apostle Paul says that stand fast in it. And when we talk about standing fast in something, that is be firm in your liberty. Be firm in the liberty that Christ has given to you. Be firm in it. Be firm in your liberty. Don't be swayed like a seesaw, like a merry-go-round. Don't be swayed. Stand firm. What is your liberty? Christ Jesus has died for me. Christ Jesus has died for me. My salvation is that I am delivered from every bondage. I am delivered. So I want to say this, that the Christian does not need deliverance. The Christian doesn't go for deliverance services. You go and roll and roll and roll and roll. You come back the same thing. The Christian doesn't need deliverance. What do you need to do? Now it is time for you to be mentally filled with the word of God, for you to know your real identity. So your greatest identity tonight is that you are at liberty. So that is why even in a church, I mean, we are in a church, we hear a man of God comes here, a man of God comes and maybe Benin has come, we all run. That day they will not come to church. <laughs> all run to Benin's church because they are going for their healing. They are all forms of bondage. They are all forms of bondage. I want you to know, God has made me a, a, a leader of this family, but I'm not powerful than anybody here. I want to say it. I am not powerful. There is no powerful man of God on earth. We serve a powerful God. And all these things that I'm doing, I have begin, I've been given the grace to speak to you. It is not of my own that I should boast of. So if any man comes to you and manipulates you, making you know that he is the most powerful man or he can kill someone. I came here with my conscience bearing me witness that nobody on earth can kill anyone. And no man of God can curse anyone. Understand that. Understand that. You are at liberty in Christ. When you understand these things, it informs your actions in life. When you understand these things, it informs your decisions in life. When you understand these things, they influence all your moves in life. That you cannot say, I cannot go to my hometown because there is a demon there. No, you are at liberty in Christ Jesus. You are at liberty. There is no curse on your life. There is no curse on your life. So Apostle Paul says, what do I need to do? He said, therefore, stand in it. That is be firm like a rock, like, like Petra like Petra, like a rock of Gibraltar. He said that be firm, be firm, be firm in your liberty. Don't move away from it, be firm. One of the problems or one of the challenges of Christianity is that we doubt our liberty. So Apostle Paul says, be firm, be firm. I want to repeat this tonight. I don't know what to say again, but this is what I'm speaking to you today, that be firm in your liberty in Christ. Be firm in your liberty in Christ. Don't doubt anything. Don't live out of fear. This morning I was saying that God is raising a family. What is ASD? God is raising a family that will be innovators. God is raising a family that will be creators. Um, the Nessie Law Musk. 
the next Jeff Bezos is coming from this family, the next Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, a greater than Mark Zuckerberg is coming from this family. That is what I'm talking about. Blockchain, people that are entrepreneurs. Before, so yesterday I said, if the black community or the African community can move forward, listen to me, it is not a president who will do that unless we kill superstition. If we don't, we don't end superstition and myth. One of the things that is stopping African community from moving forward is superstition and myth. We are so full of superstition. So we are here, maybe my, my water in my village, as I stated yesterday, that my water in my village is Mami water. And however, River Jordan is from God. <laughs> we are not serious. River Jordan is a normal water like all of us here. So I want you to know your liberty in Christ. The liberty that you have in Christ. When you understand your liberty, then Apostle Paul says that, then do not be entangled with any yoke of bondage. What is entangling you this morning or this evening? He said, don't be entangled. Any way that will cause you to be entangled. Apostle Paul says, don't be entangled. Whether it is a bad news, he said, don't be entangled with it. Whether it is offenses, don't be entangled with it. Black community, what entangles us? Apostle Paul says, we should not be entangled with anything. Anything, anything that entangles us. He says, no, don't be entangled with it. He said, the very moment you're entangled with it, it becomes a yoke. And when you're entangled, you move away from your liberty. You move away from your liberty. So the key word I want to speak to you tonight is that be firm. Be firm in the liberty of God. What do I mean? I am born of God. And I have overcome the world. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So if anybody tells you, pray that any demon that controls your community, any demon that controls your land, pray against that demon. It's a, it's a stupid prayer. You don't need to pray that prayer because I am firm in my liberty. And what does my liberty tell me? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So even if the greater man that lives in me is greater than that is in the world, then my community is a, it's, it's an iota. It's a minute. It's not even part of the game. So when you understand the word of God, when you understand the word of God, it, it, it makes you know who you are. So if you go to any place, you don't go there as a timid person. You don't go there as a slave. You go there as a conqueror. You go there to take dominion. So that is why ASU United Kingdom, we will do greater things. We will build, we will build mansions. We will build. Let me let me say this. Maybe there are some of us very soon. I mean, some of you will be leaving your houses very soon to come and stay in ASU mansions. Very soon, yes. Some of you are going to do that. Are going to live in ASU mansions. And I'm not talking about 500,000 mansions. We are talking about millions 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 because we know where we draw our money from the bank of heaven so that is our liberty and we are firm in it your liberty informs your convictions is it that so who who is it at who is it that is firm in his liberty he is so convinced he is so convinced he is so convinced that this is my liberty in Christ Jesus i have that life of excellence in me 
I have that life of increase in me all the days of my life. So wherever there's a problem, as soon as I go there, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, how he went with the Holy Spirit and with power, that is the Holy Spirit came in him as power, who goes about doing good, healing all that will praise of the devil, for God was with him. So I am now anointed of Christ. So wherever I go, I don't go there with problems. I don't add to the problems of the place. I go there as a solution. I go there to be the end to the problems of that area. I am a solution to my family. You can declare that right now. I am a solution to my world. I am a solution to my nation. I am a solution to my generation. I am a solution. I am a solution. I want you to declare it in the chat box with conviction. I am a solution solution to my world. I am a solution to my community. I am a solution to my family. I am a solution to my generation. I am a solution. I am a solution in my days. I am a solution in that. So Apostle Paul said that don't be entangled with every any yoke of bondage. Don't be entangled with it. Don't be entangled with it. Then he goes ahead to say, I want to run to verse number, um, verse number 16. He said, I say then, Walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He says, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit. So many a time, we are very much, um, the churches are very much, I mean, 16, 17, that one, I know everyone knows that place. But that was not what Apostle, the way we preach in the church, that is not what it means. What Apostle Paul is saying here is that walking in the spirit here means that leave the heavenly life on earth. And what do I mean by living the heavenly life on earth? That is, live the life of God. Listen very well. Not about being righteous, but live the life of God on earth. Verse 13, he says, For brethren, you have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So, what do I mean? That because of my liberty, now, because of the grace, he said that you don't use your liberty anyhow. So that is why last Thursday I said that out of, um, out of self-seeking, it leads to poverty. Out of self-seeking. And earlier this morning, I was thinking about something. And I want you to think about it very well. Have you realized that all these people who have made it in the world, the likes of Elon Musk, the likes of um, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, and the likes of Bill Gates. Have you realized something that they all have a nature in them that is their wealth is always centered on humanity? Have you realized that? That their wealth is always centered. That is, how can I give to people? How can I solve? And you can see that whatever they do, their main focus is on humanity. How can we solve the needs of humanity. So if you want to be wealthy and your, your, your purpose, your motive is not centered on humanity, then your purpose is wrong. So any purpose that is not built on solving the needs of humanity, that purpose is wrong. Because I know our people, I know black community, African community, we are always more centered on ourselves because we are afraid of ourselves. But the spirit of the Lord is telling you tonight that there must be a new level of transformation that is use your liberty for a reason and a purpose. 
love one another and serve. Serve, that is in submission. Always don't forget these two words. Self-seeking leads to poverty, number one. Self-seeking leads to poverty. Number two, in submission lies identity. Don't forget it. In submission lies identity. That is when you submit yourself to Christ, when you submit yourself to ASG family, that is when your identity will come out. So he said that walk in the spirit. And when we walk in the spirit, we shall not mortify the deeds of the flesh. When we walk in the spirit, we will not be used to, that is, we will not be entangled by the things of the flesh. And we, when we mean by walking in the spirit, what it means is that, number one, you live the kingdom life. You live the heavenly life on earth. I want to repeat this. Walking in the spirit, hear me? Walking in the spirit does not mean, yeah. <laughs> no, it is not that. You go, you go to some churches, Walking in the spirit is about, hey, kaya, kaya, right, right. That's not the spirit. That is changing your body to a different world. That is not the spirit. Walking in the spirit is a normal lifestyle. And what it means is that you live your life by the word of God. And what do I mean by living my life according to the word of God, like the days of Caleb? He says, even though there are uh, um, giants on the land, but God has said it. We will take him. We will take the land. So walking in the spirit here means that everything that goes on around you may be extremely negative. Listen very well. Maybe God has said you're a billionaire, but everything around you is extremely negative. Very negative. Walking in the spirit is that what God has said about me even though my external world does not prove anything, what God has said about me, that is it. That is what it means by walking in the spirit. So walking in the spirit here means that everything around you may be very contradictory to what God has said about you, but you hold firm. You hold firm the word of God, like the days of Mary. Like the days of Mary. Of all that we know, before a woman can give birth, the woman must have met a, 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 a partner. But this time around, it wasn't like that. That is very opposite from a natural order. So working in the spirit is that you operate opposite, very contrary to the natural order. And that is what this family is about. Everything that we are doing, we are doing things that are beyond the natural order. Have you ever heard a black man um, buy a building a hospital in the United Kingdom? That is what we call walking in the spirit. We are going to do it. Have you seen a black family that is buying 100 acres of land? I think 100 acres of land is very small. I'm not talking about this thing, but I want you to get a picture. You know, 100 acres of land in the United Kingdom. I mean, a plot of land, I think, is like four or five million pounds. But we are saying that we are buying 100 acres of land. So the question is that, where is your money? So walking in the spirit here means that, number one, we don't have it, but so long as God has said it, we see it. That is the meaning of walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit here means that you may be even on your sick bed, but you can tell yourself that in Christ Jesus, by his stripes, I am healed. In Christ Jesus, I, I, I have the, no, oh, please, please, can you pray for me? Please, uh, enemies are chasing me, they want to kill me. No, 
that is not walking in the spirit. So he says that when you walk in the spirit, you will never satisfy the deeds of the flesh. Then the body will say, ah, I attacked you with cancer. Oh, I have gotten you. That is what it means. That is, you always fulfill the desires of the flesh. So walking in the spirit, here means that your body may be uh, acting in a certain kind of way. However, this is what the spirit of the Lord says. I am not a failure. I am not a loser. Maybe you can put it in the chat box right now. I am not a failure. I am not a loser. I am, I will never go down in life. I will never, I am cast down, but I am lifted in Christ Jesus. I am cast down, but I am lifted in Christ Jesus. So that is what Apostle Paul tells us. He says that we should walk in the spirit. We should walk in the spirit. That is to you, the believer, as I'm bringing my word to a close, that our Christian life on earth should not be a life that satisfies the deeds of the flesh. Our Christian life should not be a life that satisfies the deeds of the mind always. So when you are making your decisions, when you are making your decisions, your decisions should not be based on your resources. I want to repeat it. Your decisions should not be based on your resources. Your decisions should be based on the provisions of God. So if the Lord tells you that you are going to be a billionaire, he is not looking at your competences. He is not looking at your abilities. He has said it. If the Lord tells you, you're going to be the great person on earth. You're going to be the great woman of God on earth. You're going to be the great man of God on earth. He is not looking at your resources. He is not looking at your past. He is looking at what he can do through you to the world. So that is what it means by working in the spirit. That is, you make decisions. So in the days of Jesus Christ, Jesus tells, Jesus tells um, Mary and Martha, your brother is not dead. He is asleep. That is working in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. You wake up in the morning, you prophesy in the atmosphere. That is working in the spirit. All things are working for my good. 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 All the days of my life, I don't see, I don't see failure. All the days of my life, I don't see curse. All the days of my life, I don't see anything that is contrary to the word of God. I walk in the spirit. So I want you to talk like that from today onwards. You walk in the spirit. You talk in the spirit. Because uh, certain times, maybe a friend may help you to talk in the, in the flesh. A sister may help you to talk in the flesh. Tonight, God said that you should not take your liberty for granted. And that you should stand firm. So there are some Christians, they allow the world to define for them. But the Lord says, I should let you know tonight. Number one, stand firm in your liberty. There is no other word I can say again, but I want you to know tonight, I don't know anything that is on your mind. I don't know, but I pray that the spirit of God will cause you to catch this revelation. Walk in, stand firm in your liberty and walk in the spirit. Stand firm in your liberty, brethren, and walk in the spirit. So you will not be limiting your life on benefits. You will not be limiting your life on documents. No, even if I have documents or I don't have it, I will buy 100 acres of land in this country. So the government cannot define for us. That is working in the spirit. And this is this family. This is this family. We are working in the spirit. We are doing everything, not by our resources, not by our bank accounts. Even if we are on minus, 
So don't waste your life on credit score. You don't need credit score. Walk in the spirit. The Lord bless you tonight. As you stand firm in that faith of the Lord. Don't allow anybody to manipulate you. Or any, any person to, to, to manipulate you. Don't allow it for anyone to manipulate your life. To manipulate you, thinking that you are nobody, putting yourself in bondage. Don't be going for oils and all those things. Red oil, black oil, favor oil, marriage oil. He's not important. Stand firm in the law, through the word of the law, and prophesy. So when you wake up in the morning, talk like that. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. So even if you are living, maybe right now as you are listening to me, you are living even in a shared accommodation. Don't see it as a shared accommodation. See that you are living in your mansion. The more you see, the more you manifest. The more you see, oh, Rabbi Shanda, the more you see, the more you manifest. The more you see, the more you manifest. That is what we call walking in the spirit. The Lord bless you. I love you. I've poured my heart to you. I don't know what to say again, but I know you are blessed. Shall we pray? Father, we bless your name for accomplishing your word in the hearts and in the lives of your people, that they are living a life, a new breed of people that are living a life for your glory in these end times. In Jesus' mighty name.